Hey babe, I'm Faith, your host and friend. Join us for a dose of self-love. I believe we are all connected and when we live our sole purpose and take care of ourselves, it benefits everyone. Listen every second Sunday and gain inspiration to love yourself more and manifest all your dreams. We'll talk health, wealth, happiness, motherhood, beauty, and spirituality. I'll be interviewing inspiring people, sharing guided meditations, self-care rituals, and more. You can always count on an exciting dose of self-care. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Ashley. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. It's so fun to chat with you. We're always like chatting all the time via like text and stuff. So it's fun to like chat face to face. And I'm I know so excited about your podcast. And I love it so much. Everyone, like so many people already know you have like 6 million downloads on your podcast. And then you have that's right 100,000 followers already on Instagram. And that's just your personal Instagram. You have a lot of other pages for your businesses, but it's just want all the people who follow me to know you because I think you're so amazing. I love you so much as a friend and you just have so much to teach people. You're so amazing. And yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's so yeah. kind. Thank you yeah. so much. Well, I've been at it for a while. I've been at the Instagram for like 10 years. You know, it's been like literally 10 years, 2023. I think I started in 2013. So it's really been quite a long time. Not affirmation, babe, but like just playing around and figuring out Instagram kind of thing. Cause I feel like it's always evolving. We're always changing with it, but I've so true. It's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. That's what I love about your Instagram actually. Cause it really evolves with you and you don't get stuck on like who you used to be. You always change like the version of you that you are right now, which I think is so amazing. And I think that's why so many people love you as well, because we're all changing all the time. Thank you. I mean, it can be challenging because I actually do. I, I think it's a little less than it used to be, but I definitely in the past, people want you, people basically want you to stay the same. Mm. Like, I'm expecting it, this from you. So you need to be the same person and you need to not evolve at all. Yeah, I want you to still do your fruity cock, like recipes and cocktails and that's it. <laughs> I still have people to this day. And it's funny you say that because a couple just, when was it? I was thinking it was a couple days ago, but Within the last month, someone DM me and said, I really miss your ice cream pictures and recipes. And I'm thinking, that's sweet, but it was literally a decade ago. It was 2013 and 2014, which I should probably say, like, if people are listening, they're like, they're like, what is she talking about? Ice cream pictures? Yeah. <laughs> Let's but, your berries. That's how you started. You started your Instagram journey sharing recipes. I did like a uh, fruity, like plant-based recipes and um, I'm still a blogger. I'm more of a lifestyle blogger now as opposed to just food. But here's the thing, like I, when I started, I wanted to be more of a wellness lifestyle blogger, but I got mm. really caught up in like the food because that's what people wanted. And people would like be upset if you posted anything other, but anything other than food, which you may have experienced. I don't know, but I got caught up in like only posting food, but I, I am, I'm a lifestyle blogger, um, a beauty coach, and we have, um, a top podcast as well. So there's a few different things that I do. And I say, we like my partner, Alex, that we do together, but yeah, but I started out as just posting food on Instagram and I had never done social media before ever. I didn't even have a Facebook. I never had a Twitter. I had never even followed anyone's blog. I literally started blindly. And I just started so cool. posting recipes, but here we are now, 10 years later and definitely have evolved and diversified and it's been fun, but it hasn't, it hasn't been without its challenges. Like when we first started talking, you know, people tend to want to put you in a box like this person does this one thing. And I've noticed that it has changed. Like now there are people and I love it because now there are people are much more accepting of people being multi-passionate and being quote, serial entrepreneurs and having multiple businesses. But a long time ago, especially on Instagram, it was not that way. It was like, yeah. you are not a person, you are a page on Instagram. Sure. And this page does this. It's so and true. so I think it's cool. I mean, I, I, I think 
relationship with social media can be complicated, but all in all, I, I love it. And I think it's cool because, Hey, that's how you and I met. It's, it's, I all, it's all about connection and positivity. If you allow it to be that way. I know it's so awesome. I can't believe it. When did we even meet when that, that must've been like 2018. Yes, I think so. I think we met in person in 2018. Yeah. And then I actually was following you, I think since 2014. And I was following you because I loved your recipes, which is so funny. Yeah. But you know what? I didn't only love your recipes. Actually, my favorite thing about you was your hair. Because at the time you were changing your hair every week, I think. <laughs> yeah, I had like r- rainbow hair and yeah, I was coloring a lot and changing it a lot. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then well, I were- loved about you too. You posted a beautiful and you still do a beautiful variety of um wellness lifestyle and manifestation and beautiful pictures like you totally have that lifestyle blogger aesthetic and vibe about you and that's what I'm attracted to also I love that so thank yes, you we're, so uh, nice. we're social media oh. soulmates and besties in real life too <laughs> yeah it's so true awesome um okay so there's so much we can learn about you from like style and everything and I really think you should come on my podcast again if you will in the future because there's a thousand topics I want to cover but there's two main topics that I wanted to talk to you about because I feel like you've manifested those into your life so well and they're the two topics that everyone always wants to be doing better in one being love and romance and relationships and the other being business and manifesting money. And I think you've really mastered those. And so that's what I want to talk about today. If that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about first? <laughs> Let's dive into love. Okay. Because everyone loves love. I love love. That's literally my favorite topic. For those of you listening, I actually am obsessed with Valentine's day. It's my favorite holiday. <laughs> I love love. I'm a hopeless romantic. I've got all these different relationship stories I'm going to have to share at some point. (laughs) You are, you are, you have incredible stories. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think what's really cool, what I noticed about you is um, you were a single mom and you just ended it with, you know, not the right one. And then shortly after you manifested your soulmate. And I just would love to know how you did that. Okay. So let's, let's think back a minute. So I will say this, and this, this may come as a, this may come as a surprise, but I truly didn't know what manifestation was. And I don't even know if I had heard that word up until maybe around the time or maybe right after Lily was born. Oh, I, wow. I, no, no, I was not in the, like, I was not in the self growth, um, manifestation, spirituality, life really whatsoever I just I had just hadn't grown up that way didn't have any friends that were you know exploring that so it I will say and that's the interesting thing is because I'm a perfect example of you are still manifesting even if you don't know that you Mm -hmm. are and even if you don't know what the fuck it is Mm-hmm. I you're totally literally with that. (laughs) yeah you're literally still manifesting everything so I will tell you this I did not do anything actively or proactively to manifest by relationship with Alex, but I still did because we always do. Mm-hmm. We're always manifesting really great things or we're manifesting things that we don't want. Mm-hmm. So, so going back, I had, I've been married. I was married. I got divorced. I got into a relationship sort of on autopilot and really quickly. It just fell into a, I sort of fell into a relationship, which I, I don't recommend for anyone because you want to be more, you know, I think relationships should be, if they can be, more on purpose instead of just like, yeah. oh, I fell into it. Um, I, guess, I guess you can fall into a relationship because it's blissful and wonderful. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is exactly what I've I've wanted. But mine was sort of the opposite. It was just you, you hang out with someone a lot and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, this has become a routine. Yeah. I'm in a relationship. Do other things. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like you're there and that's what's happened. But again, like you've manifested that whether you want to, whether you know it happened or not. So got divorced, quickly got into a relationship. Then I got pregnant a year after getting divorced. And now my marriage, we were together close to 10 years. So this was like right after, then a new relationship, got pregnant. I I knew it just wasn't like the thing for the rest of my life. Mm. And I had... I left when I, when my daughter was three months old and my thing was, and that was really challenging. Mm. You know, you, you have your own experience with, you know, being a single mom and and having a new baby, of course, Faith. But for me, I had just been like, I think it was more like knowing what I didn't want. Mm. 
the only one I didn't want. And, and just, I was really aware now of red flags because Mm. in the past I thought, well, that's not a red flag. It's just something like it'll, it doesn't matter. It is so important to pay attention to red flags yeah, and and take them for what they are. Don't just like brush them under the rug and, and think, well, this is just a, that's just something someone does. Like if you think it's a red flag, it is. <laughs> but something that was really interesting, again, going back to we're always manifesting whether we think we are or not, is that Alex was looking through for some reason one night somewhat recently, some of our old messages, like before we were together, before yeah. we were together officially. And he had asked me something like, what do you want in a partner? And I said, I don't know. That's crazy. And, it, and then he, the fact yeah, that he yeah. even asked you that is like, actually Isn't that interesting. I didn't even so remember it at all until he showed me the text message. And I was like, oh yeah, I do remember that. He said, what are you looking, what do you actually want in a lifelong partner? And I go, I, I really don't know. And he said something that at the time really pissed me off because he was like, well, <laughs> if you don't know what you want, then how are we ever going to have it? And I was like, well, fuck you then. Oh my God. He's so old for his age. <laughs> it's such an amazing thing to say. He's what, like two years younger than me, three years younger than you. He's, he's going, he's turning 30 this year. Yeah. 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 That is. And he must've been what? 20, how old was, was that? 23 or 24 or something when like he that. he said that, if you don't know what you want, how are you going to get it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, whatever. So I think I wrote back, oh, well, whatever. Blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and then I wrote, well, fine. This is what I want. And I wrote out like all these things. I was trying to find the message before we got on the podcast, but it was basically like, I want someone that's this and provides this. And we have a relationship like this. And like, I wrote out all these things. It just blah, 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 just came out of my mouth in a text message because I was like irritated that a guy would say, well, if you don't know what you want, how are you going to get it? Yeah, that would be me too. <laughs> and then the funny thing is when I, when I read it, when we read it, I go, gosh, I was like, that sounds like you. That is so crazy. Yeah, it that was crazy. So-, so sometimes, again, we're all naturally manifesting, even if we don't realize it, because it's, you know, the things we're thinking, the ways that we're feeling, like the actions we're taking, like, you know, what's consuming our thoughts and mm-hmm. what we're surrounding ourselves with. But Sometimes if you maybe look back at some of the things you wrote on social media posts or texted to a friend, like I I really believe that we are much more like actively manifesting, like specifically than we realize. Like a thousand percent. I have an example of this. So my friend texted me the other day and she was like, oh my gosh, Faith, I just realized you remember when we went to that restaurant in the UK and you saw that baby And you were so obsessed with the baby. You thought it was so cute. You held it. You hung out with that table. We were getting to know them. And now look, you have a baby. Like at that time, you didn't think you were going to have a baby. And now you do. Like how I was obviously manifesting my son at that time without even realizing it. You know, I did that too before. It was after I got divorced. And I remember one thing, like before I was like officially divorced, my ex-husband said something like, do you just, cause we, he didn't want to have kids. He was older and already had a kid and we had decided we weren't going to have kids, all the things. And before we split up, he was like, well, I'll have a kid if you want to have a kid. And I was like, no, 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 no. Cause I, I know a kid doesn't fix things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, no, 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 that's not the right thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely You not. don't want a kid with someone who doesn't want a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, that, and that too. So yeah. that was a loaded thing, yeah. but Anyway, but I remember like one of my best friends, Megan, that I went to high school with, I visited her after I got divorced and she had two young kids. And I remember like being with her and thinking like, it's the sweetest little babies I've ever been around. And it was like one of the first moments where I was just really into, cause I never, I never wanted kids and never felt like I was going to have them. Like I was actually like, very against ever having kids. I was like, no, 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 not for me. Not something I want. No, no, no. So interesting. But I remember kind of like what you said, this was one point and I tell her to this day, I'm like, your kid was like the first like baby that I was like, I love this little thing. It's so sweet. <laughs> so, so, and awesome. then six months later, surprise. There you go. That is so yeah. interesting. Yeah. We really, wow. That's so cool. We both had that experience. And you know what? You are like the perfect mother. Like you're such a good mom. And even before you realized you wanted to have a baby, you would be a perfect person for a mother because you're all about health and you're very organized and you think ahead. And so you would be, you would have made a good mother at well, the time, even though you didn't you. want it. It's, it's funny. People, people will say like, oh, before I had a baby, they're like, you, should, you really would be a great mom. You like take care of everybody and have little things out for people when yeah. they visit. And I'm like, 
I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a hostess with the mostest. And I was <laughs> That is so funny. Oh my God. But yeah, no, I, 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 being a mom has, it's like the hardest thing and it's also the coolest thing. It's very hard to explain. Um, And you have a different experience because like for me in the beginning, I was just like not feeling it. Like, no, I mean, I love my daughter, but it was like, I did not feel motivated. I did not feel inspired. I was not. And you're, you're just like the opposite. You're like energized and you're like on top of the world. And I kept thinking how, I know what it was. I was really still clinging, clinging to my life before having a baby. I was trying yeah. to get back. Mm-hmm. I'm just and like, this is a new verse, chapter of my life. And you know what else for you, I was thinking maybe would be why you're a perfectionist way more than me. And when you have a baby, nothing is going to be perfect. So that would be really hard to come to terms with if everything you've done, like to the T, like for those of you who don't know, Ashley, like even every picture, she would like have like bracelets in her purse and make sure the picture looks perfect. Like she is, she is like an artist through and through in every way and makes everything perfect. So if you have a baby, that's just not reality anymore. <laughs> There's you things know, that are going to slide. <laughs> you're 100% right. And I will say like, I, I don't think being a perfectionist is a positive quality. Like I, like it, it, it may look like it on the outside, but I think it's, 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 I really admire people that are naturally not perfectionists. And I can see that in you. And I mean that in a, like a really positive as a compliment, because I admire people that just take action and go and they don't have to have everything perfect. Cause it's something that I've really let go of more now, but mm-hmm. in the past, especially like once I had a baby, because I had to, because you're right, you have to change literally everything in your life, mm-hmm. especially if prior to that, you had plenty of time and you didn't have much stress and you didn't have many worries. I mean, the truth is like, I, that, that was me. Like, I'll be very honest about it. I, I kind of just existed and didn't have tons of, tons of problems, truly. Um, but a baby is a huge wake up call. So mm-hmm. it definitely has made me, I, I had pushed me to rethink everything and to really work through um, releasing perfectionism. I mean, actually we were, I wrote affirmations on releasing perfectionism. I did a, a, a presentation at a women's event a couple years ago on oh, wow. how, yeah, on how being a perfectionist basically can destroy your business because mm-hmm. you're not taking action fast enough. You're not moving mm-hmm. forward quick enough. You're worried about everything. You're worried about people think about you. And really it, it, especially if you're here to share a message with people and to provide some sort of value for people, especially via social media these days or the business that you do, it's about the message that you're sharing and about how you can help them. Like what you're doing is for others. And it's, so it's less about you and how you look and what people think. So anyway, that's a whole other topic, but I massively admire people that can just take action and, that aren't perfectionists because it's awesome. And it's so cool. And I love that about you. Like, again, having a baby, starting this podcast, doing the things like, I love that. And it's so, so cool because I've had to like truly work for years um, since having a baby on, okay, drop the perfectionist thing. This is stupid. So going back to your list that you sent Alex, which I think is so funny it's actually a really cool point that you say that because I've been following a lot of um, love coaches, just trying to learn so I don't make all these same mistakes again and I can actually manifest my soulmate as well. And all of them say like on the first date, like the first date, that's either a coffee date or cocktail date, the small date, you really actually want to go for it and tell them exactly what you're looking for and not be shy. So if you're looking for your long-term marriage, you want to say that. If you're looking for these qualities, you want to say that. And that's how you'll know, like, if that's what they're looking for too or not. And I think a lot of women get so scared to say that stuff. And I think we're taught just to be like this bubbly, cute girl that, you know, we're not looking for anything serious, but actually everyone is. So why are we pretending we're not? So Yeah, I think that how not all women, but a lot of women are raised to be kind and courteous and, you know, just be a people pleaser. I think it's really damaging. I mean, I was definitely raised that way and it's no fault to my parents because it's just, especially growing up in like the South of the United States, it's very Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're Southern and it's like, it's just, you want to be nice and please and thank you. And for me, it's been a lot of undoing 
to mm. not be, to have boundaries and to be a people pleaser, because that was like number one biggest problem with relationships and men, like really as early on as I can remember, like even high school relationships, like allowing boyfriends to kind of walk all over me and still be like, it's okay. Or I'll take you back. Or like, no, no, no. Like that is, so, I just, it's so gross and so disgusting and I can't stand it. And I really did that up until basically I gave birth. Yeah. Oh, same yeah. here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really did. I kind of just would let things go because I, I didn't want to hurt someone else's feelings. I didn't want to like, oh, I'll, I'll wait. I'll say it later. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make them feel even more embarrassed or weirder than it is. And, and now I'm like, oh my God, I would have saved myself literally my entire 20s. So much heartache, but it may even more, but even more than heartache, just like so much bullshit and going through so many things and so much stress. And like, I know prior I said like, oh, I didn't have like stress. I mean, like I didn't have, I wasn't in poverty type of thing. Mm -hmm. I had stress because I let guys treat me like shit mm -hmm. and I let men gaslight me all the time. But, but other than that, I mean, I had a very good, I've always had a great life, but I have definitely let people walk all over me because that's how women are supposed to be kind and sweet and let people say what they want to say. And you keep your mouth shut unless you have something nice to say. And I am so over that. And something now here's the thing with Lily, she is not that way, but I, I and sometimes that. it really tests me. Cause I'm like, I, sometimes I'll catch myself and Alex, I've said it like once or twice. And Alex is like, whoa, whoa, you need to be sure not to say that. And that's good. Cause we like balance each other out with that. I'll say like, mm. or I'll say it to him. Like, when I was little, I never would have done or said something like that. And he's like, well, mm. also look at, because you didn't well, you had to unlearn. You, yeah. And I was like, you know what? You're totally right. Like I've had to unlearn lots of things and, and Lily has her boundaries. She has her boundaries. Like she'll speak her mind and she's six. And now sometimes I'm like, what? But then I'm like, I love it because I'm like, you're doing such a good job. I'm like, keep that going. Like Sometimes the little girls that are like, never cause any trouble and never say anything back. That was me. Me too. And mm -hmm. I, I, I don't recommend it. If you can avoid it, like kind of be the, like, if you have a child and they are loud and they talk back sometimes and they, you know, it, you can still be a loving child, but still have some fire in you. Um, mm -hmm. I was definitely like always did what I was told and never really said anything back. And I really, really paid the price for it with relationships. 100%. It's so true. Up. I never even thought of how that kind of connects together, which is actually crazy until this moment. It's so true. I was such a goody two shoes. I wanted to be the hostess with the mostest like you. And I, I was bringing around sweets to everyone and just a little angel and men just treated me like shit for the majority of my life. It's, like it's being like that with women, but like when, and it, here's the thing, uh, Brene Brown says, I believe she says, have a soft front and a strong back. So that mm -hmm. means like you can be really loving and kind. And it doesn't mean that you you can't still be the hostess with the Moses and you can't still like gift people with, with things and with love and with compliments. But you know that as soon as someone isn't kind, crosses your boundaries is rude as an asshole, like whatever it may be someone, or even if they just hurt your feelings or rub you the wrong way, you can speak up and let them know. Because sometimes some, there are instances where someone is actually not trying to hurt you. Maybe they just say something that makes you feel uncomfortable you can say, hey, oh, hey, by the way, I wanted to let you know, I wanted to let you know that that makes me feel uncomfortable. Hey, that's actually not funny to me. Hey, let's talk about something else. Like, I'm not comfortable with having that conversation. Like, just being comfortable and confident with really saying how you feel because you have to get it out of you and their reaction is not your responsibility. 100%. And for me, I felt like everyone's reaction, like how they were going to react was my responsibility. Like I needed to carry all this weight of how other people were going to react because of anything and everything, like everything outside of my control, I worried about. Mm, that makes sense to me. I felt the same way. hundred percent. It's so crazy. Yeah. And then you realize, actually that's a red flag to really be paying attention to. So if someone, when you tell them how you're feeling, doesn't care, red flag. <laughs> Especially when it's so hard for women to say how they're feeling. And I mean, men are not like a lot of times in this society, men are not that in touch with their emotions. So 
I think it's hard for them to hear it, but that's where we have to start saying how we feel or they're never going to learn how to deal with it either. So it kind of comes together. Definitely. And going back to your like relationship coaches and saying like, say what you want on the first date. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I can see why that would be a positive. I can also see why it would be very abrupt and very upfront, Mm -hmm. but I also really, especially as you age, you tend to value your time a lot more. But here's a PSA for anyone in their 20s listening to this. Value your time now. Oh, my God. Value your time now because it's the same. Like you have the same amount of time every single day in your teens and in your 20s as you do in your 30s, 40s and beyond. And now I value my time so much more. I'm not even going to have a 15 minute conversation, even with a girlfriend. If I'm not like, if I'm kind of like, Hey, well, I shouldn't say girlfriend, if an acquaintance, if I'm like, listen, wish you the best, but I'm not taking 15 minutes of my life. What I think about a lot. I'm the same. I'm 1000% the same. I'm even thinking here. I cannot do it either. Nope. Not going to. I put too much energy into the wrong people before I had my son. And now I'm like, okay, I've got a child. I have goals. I've given my life up to everyone. I feel like my entire life, it's time to live my life for me and him. And that's it. (laughs) Something something that I think about pretty often, and it's sort of morbid, but also we are, we're, we're all going to die one day. Mm. So I'm like, people think, and especially in your twenties, you think, I have, I have so much time. Like you, you really do when you're like in your teens and twenties, you really think you're like people die, but that's not me. You're not that connected with it Mm. unless you've had some sort of like illness or you've really had someone close to you. You've experienced that. But for the, I I don't know if typical is the right word to use, but maybe for majority of people, especially they're very young, death doesn't seem very close to you. And I'm not saying, I mean, I'm, I'm in my thirties. I'm not saying that I'm, oh, I'm on my deathbed tomorrow, but you've, by the time you're in your thirties, you've seen people pass away. You've seen people yeah. have cancer. You've seen people like they're here great one day and the next day they're gone. And I almost I, died this year, which is well, 2022. I almost died. And that was crazy. Like if they're with your birth complication, with your pregnancy complications. Yeah. Like I literally, had a pulmonary embolism like if I didn't feel like something was off I would have just died in my sleep but I was just I'm very intuitive so I just knew but I think someone who isn't intuitive they would have just passed away which is crazy because you don't get that strong of symptoms so that's why a lot of people it's one in three people pass away from it so (laughs) you just get a little bit of shortness of breath and like just feel a little weaker and tireder but I was just like hmm this is off I'm just going to go to the hospital. Like what, if it is nothing, it's nothing. And I'm just tired from pregnancy. So I might as well just go to the hospital. <laughs> so I went and they were like, no, we think this is what you have. And they did all the tests. And yeah. That is, oh my goodness. That is, if but I didn't get the blood thinners, is, would have passed away. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the example. And, and going back to be a little more specific on like our time. And we always think we have time is that what I think about, again, like I said, we're all going to die. Let's just all remember that. If you can remember like on a daily basis, hey, I'm going to wake up. Today's going to be a great day because I'm never going to live this day again, literally ever, mm-hmm. never like this day, this day, it will literally never happen again in history. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. But I think about, think about all the five minutes here, or if someone says, can I pick your brain? about this or you just want to like meet for tea and it's someone that's like maybe not your bestie or you know whatever and you just say yes and yes and yes and yes yes to all these things what I think about is think about all that time imagine if you were 99 years old and literally every day you're like holy shit I woke up wow are you exactly when you're 99 years old are you gonna be going Somebody wants to pick my brain. Okay, I'll give them five minutes. I don't know if I have five minutes, but I'm going to give it to somebody that I don't really know. Oh, okay. Somebody that I don't really know that well that randomly met me on social media and wants to meet me for tea. Yeah, let me let me take two hours of my life and meet them. Or someone wants to get on a call that I may or may not like or don't even know that well. I don't know if I'm going to have tomorrow. You will yeah. start living your life differently 
if you don't know, basically, if every day you look at it like it's a gift. 1000%. And if at the beginning of the day, which I've been trying to do most days, is literally play it in my head. I look at my to-do list for the day or whatever I planned and I go, okay, how can this day be the best version of this day? And I think about that beforehand. And that really makes it so that you have a better day because you think, okay, well, if I actually make this breakfast and do it in this way, and if I actually enjoy the moment, if I realize that this work part that I have to do is only going to be three hours, I don't have to let it bother me the rest of the day and just enjoy the rest. It makes such a difference. I think what you just shared is really, really important because people will let something like it is a work thing because, Hey, we have to work. We have to make money. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in every job, even the ones that you love, there are parts of it that are not fun. (laughs) Because once it comes, once whatever you, let's say you're doing something you love and now it's something that you have to do on a regular basis to generate income and provide for your family. There are parts of it that are like, I don't want to do this. It doesn't matter how much Mm -hmm. you love it or loved it to begin with there. It does become something on the list that you have to do. So that's also a realization if someone is starting a business. But what you said about, okay, I'm doing this and it's like for this chunk of time and it's not my favorite, but it is something that I I have to do and need to do. Realizing that there is an end or that it could be the last time. Because again, we don't, we sometimes don't know when the last time is something that we're doing something, whether we love it or whether we don't like it at all. So that can make something that's not as enjoyable feel a little bit better. Because, yeah, hey, maybe it's the last time to do the wow. three-hour chunk of something that you hate doing. That's but at some point, it will be. Or how can you make it something that you do love, actually, to think about it like that? There's actually this computer program that we have to use um, for work, and everyone just hates it except for this one woman she loves it and she's like well you can do so many things on it and that's why we dislike it because it's like there's too many functions like you have to think too much and figure out what you can do and she's like well no switch your mindset on it think of how many things you could use it for and yeah maybe it takes a little while to learn more features but once you learn the more features and put in the more effort you actually get more back so it's probably like that with all most of those tasks that we don't really want to do if we actually just think about okay well what can we actually get from this yeah, well, your perspective is is how you experience everything. So mm-hmm. you can have the perspective of this and everything sucks and then you'll have a shitty life and your life sucks. Or you can decide to change your perspective on everything and just choose to look at it differently. And I would just ask myself, could I look at this differently? How could I look at this in a different way? How would someone that is a positive person look at this? If I wanted to have a better day, how would I look at this? If I didn't want to be frustrated right now, how how would I pay attention to this? So that's exactly what I try to do as well. I mean, everyone, not everyone's perfect, but, and there's sometimes when, you know, it's a really sad thing and you're allowed to feel those emotions. Don't deny yeah, your emotions. Totally. I think like for me, for instance, here's a story was last night or the night before I was just sitting in bed with my son and I was giving him bottles like, oh, end of the day I was gonna have a cup of tea and then go to bed I was all cozy in my jammies and then I realized like I think a piece of my filling just fell out like in my tooth I'm like what the heck and then right when I was like feeling that I was like that's weird and then like kind of hurt and I was like what's going on and then my son starts going to the bathroom and it's so loud and I'm like oh my gosh this is an explosion <laughs> he's only five he's almost gonna be five months oh it's no trust me I know all over me and it's like I'm just like are you kidding me I'm so tired right now <laughs> just everywhere all over me <laughs> if you haven't had a baby yet this is gonna happen when you do <laughs> you will get the explosion look forward yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I was like, okay, could we really upset about this? Or I could think of what is positive about this. The positive thing is I, he was, I was having him sitting on me at that moment. Otherwise, normally he would have been laying right on the bed and I would have had to change the whole bed. So I only had to change my clothes, which is really nice when you're that tired. (laughs) So that was a positive. Yes. yes. And the other positive was I actually probably wouldn't have gone to the dentist otherwise, because I just don't care to do it. It's not top of my priority. And I haven't been since before the pandemic, so I should probably go to the dentist. So it's okay. So that was my positive. Maybe there's a good reason I'm getting my teeth checked. Mm. I probably need to get them cleaned. So there's always a positive, even in the most uncomfortable situations. <laughs> this is great. I mean, what you said about experiencing your feelings, like, I mean, when I say like change your perspective, ask better questions, do that. But you can also 
it's also natural and normal to be like, what the fuck? What is going on? Like, and then just check yourself. It's just a check-in. It's just a check yourself and you're totally allowed to, and you should express your feelings mm -hmm. as long as you can control them, obviously, for whoever's listening. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, it, it is, you don't have to be a Buddha all day long. Yeah, it's so but. true. And going back to you, Faith, you can still manifest and create a great life, even if you're not feeling great all the time, even if you're getting pissed off, like that doesn't mm -hmm. affect your ability to create the life that you want. 100%. 100%. And just when you let it take control of you, that's when you have the problem. Sure. In terms of perspective, I feel like that's probably how you and Alex have managed to like keep your relationship. Like you found your soulmate and a lot of people find their perfect match and they have a wonderful relationship like in the honeymoon phase and then it all just goes to crap. How have you managed to maintain a really good relationship? Because you guys are still so cute and in love and I would love to know like if you have any tips to share. I'm sure everyone would love to know that. It's really interesting because Alex and I never had a honeymoon phase. We were together and there was a, a brand new baby. Mm. So we, we were living together and, and there was a, a, a tiny baby there. So we never had this like, Oh, it's just us. And Oh, we get to just do whatever we want. And we, we actually have never had that. We've had mm. to, we've been, but here, here's the thing. The reason I think that it has worked and it has been unconventional but I think that's fine. Like what isn't unconventional these days? Like what is conventional, you know? Exactly. But exactly. Like it's I would realistic want... conventional. Like yeah. life is way too crazy. Yeah. And I don't want, I actually wouldn't want conventional anyway. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing with Alex and I is that we have things that we create together and that we love to do together. Now, back when I was married, my neighbor was a retired relationship coach. They were wonderful, this couple that lived next door to us. And I used to like do her hair as a husband and wife. And so what what he asked me one time, and I thought it was really interesting. He said a question that I've always asked couples was, do you think, and he would ask each person in the relationship, is a relationship one plus one equals two, or is it a half and a half equals one? And he asked me that. He goes, how do you see a relationship? Is, it, is a relationship one plus one equals two or a half and a half equals one? And I was like, hmm, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> and I said, I said, I feel like a relationship is one plus one equals two. That's what I feel like too. Mm -hmm. And he said, I would agree with you. He and he said, a lot of people would say a half and a half equals one. And he goes, and those people, from what he's experienced in, I mean, I don't know how long, I don't know if it was 30, 40, 50 years in, you know, he traveled and spoke about, you know, relationship coaching and all that. And he said, but the best relationships and the people that last are one plus one equals two. And those are two whole people that come together mm. and they have a unit, but they're together because they want each other, not because they need each other. Mm, yeah, that is such an important and powerful thing. Yeah, yeah. so here's what I would do, okay? People, okay. ladies, <laughs> here's what I would do. Instead of your first date asking, or not even asking, instead of your first date being like, here's my scroll, I'm opening it, here's all the things that I want, I would just ask them, say, hey, I was, I'm just curious. To you, is a relationship, like if you had to choose, you had to choose, is a relationship one plus one equals two or half plus a half equals one. Oh, that's such a good and, question to ask. And see what they say. Yeah, that is because so Because if it were me, if it were me, like it, if the person answered, and it's not really a trick question, but it's also like, you kind of need to know where someone's head's at. For mm. me, that's more powerful to know that like, if someone said half and a half equals one, mm -hmm. that's like, you're, you're, you need each other like you mm. you're you're not codependency like, toxicity codependency it's like all and, the low level relationships that I've already experienced <laughs> well you know when I, I I actually and this is no shade at all but I did ask my ex-husband that and his was half plus half equals one yeah I'm not surprised because I'm thinking back to my exes and I'm thinking what they would say 
So yeah, I don't think all of them would have said the half. I think yeah. Some- yeah. Well, just and here's the other thing. Just because someone may say, "Oh, I think a one plus one equals two. I think two whole people." That also doesn't mean that's your soulmate. Oh, one thousand percent. Just, just, just. Let's just clarify. Let's just clear the air about that. I'm, I'm only suggesting that I think it's a really great question. Just to, it's inquisitive. It's curious. It's playful. It's also to kind of see like where their heads at now. Here's my thing. If you just have still have a great feeling about it and you enjoy someone's company and they said a half plus half equals one, well, that doesn't mean that maybe they're not open to seeing things differently. I'm also not saying just to cut it off immediately, but I think it's a great starting point. Um, mm-hmm. I have asked other people that before, and I will say majority of people have answered it in the way that um, they are experiencing life and how they experience relationships currently. So the, that was one of the biggest wake up calls for me. And, oh, and the other thing that he shared with me is that um, on top of that question to ask people, the other thing is he was like, I have seen, he said, relationships can work even with people who don't hardly have anything in common. As long as they have one thing, they need one thing that they're both passionate about mm. and he goes they can have wow. everything else opposite everything and I think he and his wife were that way I think they had everything else opposite but they had they both love to travel wow. love to travel their personalities couldn't have been more different even sometimes I was like gosh I'm sometimes surprised that they just seem like so different but they love to travel they love to go out and do things together and that Alex and I, like, we love to create things together. We love to explore together. We love to try new things together. Um, You're very different though as well. We're also open, but I think the other, th- and, and then the third thing I'll share about relationships that I think is really important. And the, the thing that Alex and I both have, and is that if both people are open to growth, it can work. 1000%. Mm, two two. Two people that are whole, they come together. Those two people have at least one thing that you're both passionate about. It could be like I've, I've mentioned travel, but it could be you cooking. both just cooking. You're both obsessed with a certain kind of food, or you're both obsessed with video games, or obsessed with I don't know horses or cats or dogs. Like I have no idea. Decorating. I'm I'm just mm. looking around trying to figure out what it could be. It could be anything, and you have everything else that you don't have in common. And the third thing is that you're both committed to growth. Because the thing is like, whether you want to believe it or not, like you are, you are going to grow as a person 1, in some sort of way. And so is your partner. And you're going to but change gonna, as well. Are you gonna, you're going to evolve, but like, mm-hmm. are you going to be open to the growth? Are you going to grow together? Because you're going to go through lots of evolutions of your relationship. And Alex and I have, you know, we've only been, we've been together a while, but we haven't been together 10 or 20 years. We've been together mm-hmm. six years. So, and I feel like we've done a lot, we've had a lot of growth because we started with a, with a new baby. There's a lot of things and we didn't have the honeymoon relationship. We actually have more of the honeymoon thing now because Lily's a little older and we can, you know, my mom will watch Lily and we'll do things together sometimes. But, um, but yeah, you both need to be open to growth, mm-hmm. to personal and self-growth. And I think if you have, have that, you can make it work because both of you are going to be open to making it work because even if someone has a, well, here's the thing. Everybody has trauma. Everybody has, mm-hmm. you know, family trauma, life trauma, just things, stress, life happens. Like, but if you're open to talking about it, communication, if you're open to talking perhaps with a, with a therapist, and that doesn't mean anything's wrong with your relationship. It just means that you basically have a mediator where you're not like holding things in all the time. And you can just be like, Hey, like, here's some things on my mind. What are some of the things on your mind, but open to growth, open to communicate. And honestly, it can work. You just need something you both like. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's true. I think a lot of times people can be overly picky, but they're not willing to work with the person. But I think we need to be more teammates. I think you're onto yeah. something there. Teammates is like yeah. the mentality. For and here, sure. here's, here's something else that I think that it may be contradictory to most people, but I don't think, I think that if you have the belief that I only have one soulmate in this lifetime, you may be putting yourself up for failure. Mm. I actually think that we could have multiple soulmates. Because mm. if you think about it, think about, let's think about it like this. Let's think about, now I'm not saying I, I don't 
want to be with anybody else. I hope Alex and I are together for the rest of our lives. I think we will. And I hope we are. But if Alex broke up with me tomorrow, do I think that I'll like never be happy again and never have a soulmate? Of course I will. Of course. I, I, exactly. I, I feel the same choosing. way. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people do get worried too, or that's why they stay with the person that they started with, even if they're unhappy, which is kind of sad as well. And that is, I think, Faith, prior, I don't know if we were texting about it or we were talking about what you would tell your younger self. And I would tell my younger self, like, honey, there's options. There's a lot of mm -hmm. options. And that's a very empowering thing. And I would tell Alex that too. There's lots of options. We are mm -hmm. choosing to be together. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean that we couldn't be ha happy and have a good life with someone else too. But like, we are choosing because we love to be together and we're, we're compatible and all of the things Like we're choosing to be together. But like, again, if he like kicked me to the curb tomorrow, I'd still be fine. Uh -huh. I'd be pissed and I'd kick his ass. And I may like, <laughs> I may like, yeah, I'll be like, Faith, come here. We're going to bury him. But, but still like, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So true. So true. Oh my gosh. I love no, you so but, much. But like for real, like <laughs> I, I really, as a person, like I would be fine. And I know that I would, you know, have a happy life and find someone to share it with if I chose to. I, so I, I think that probably men can read that energy as well. Confidence is the sexiest thing for a yeah. partner. For any I definitely clung partner. too hard to my ex, like this past one. I didn't do that as much with my other partners, but this past one, I definitely did. And that did not help us. Well, it's understandable. Okay. You also, you know, were yeah. pregnant. I was pregnant. Yeah. And in a foreign country. <laughs> yeah. It's very understandable, but think about it now. Think about who you are now. Even if you were in that same situation again, like the person you are now and the mindset you have, you would have been like, um, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Get out of here. I'm going to figure it out myself. 1000%. <laughs> this whole situation has made me like the most powerful per version of myself I've ever been, which is so crazy. But... I so see that in you. And I think it's like the coolest. And I, Thank I just, you. and I've told you that multiple times. I'm like, you're on fire. You were like doing the things you're like slaying it at work, being a great mom, like starting a podcast. Are you insane? No, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, so, so good. Um, I am insane, I but I love it. I'm just like, I want to do all the things. Like, at, speaking of time, like, why have I been wasting my whole life, like, not doing these things? Like, I've wanted to do this podcast since 2021. Like, why did it take so long? Like, if, whoever's listening, if there's something on your mind, just do it. Like, you do not have to do it perfectly, like Ashley said. Like, you're going to be not perfect. I mean, Ashley started Instagram when she was, I mean, 10 years ago. Now yeah. it's amazing and perfect, but I mean, it took her time to grow and be perfect and figure out how she wanted to portray herself and how to become the wellness and not just doing food. And it's going to be an evolution. That's kind of the whole thing with everything creative or even, I personally think like business or work or anything in life is actually creative. I think we're like yeah. constantly creating. We're all it's like creative. Manifesting. And I think you shouldn't just like be scared to hold it in. Like just see what happens. Like, who cares? Like, if you want to post a video, like who cares? Like really <laughs> what? Like if Obviously someone is going to bully you on the internet, like user number 006 is going to be like, Oh, I think that your point of view is so wrong. Like it happens all the time. Like, great. That's so great that you think that like, we're not living on the same dimension. Like, <laughs> you know, I saw, I think it was Selma Hayek of a, a, a real that on some page that went through my newsfeed and I thought it was really cool because she said like and again that may not have been who it was but that's the name that's coming to mind she said imagine if someone came up to you and started like like yelling you in your face but they were speaking another language and they were like supposedly like cursing you out in another language and telling you you're an idiot and a piece of crap and everything you do is terrible but you would almost like laugh because you would be like I well you would have no emotion because yeah, you would be like, like what the hell I literally have no idea what you're saying and it wouldn't affect you because yeah. like, even though they're using their words in their language but like you're not internalizing it because you don't get so I like I would try to have that same approach or I do when people say like crappy things online and it's just like I'm like I don't understand that language yeah. sorry <laughs> like I literally feel nothing I don't understand it but it it is um yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I would, I definitely agree with you. Like if there's something you want to do and you're putting it off, oh my God, please do it now. 
Mm-hmm. And the other thing is like, I think this I wish I did this podcast like earlier. I wish I started doing my TikToks every day earlier. I wish I never stopped being consistent with my Instagram. Like I stopped when I was going through a hard season of life. And it's like, why did I stop? Just because like, who cares? Share the hard season of your life too. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Like people are, everyone is going to go through hard seasons in their life. Imagine if I had shared through that, what I was going through, how many people I could have probably helped. Sure. No, I, I I agree. I mean, I will say this, like, it's, it's a little, you know, too, like, just for, again, for people listening that don't know the whole context, like, I would say as much as possible, share the ups and downs. If you're open to it, I wouldn't be afraid to, is what I mean. Like, it's one thing if you're just like, I literally just don't want to. Okay, fine. But share the ups and downs if you want to, because it can be really powerful, especially if you are wanting to build a business and a brand and have a, you know, business on that utilizes social media. Like I think sharing the ups and downs is, is a really, um, a great way for people to connect with you. Speaking of social media, obviously you you're doing so well on social media and not just being authentic, which is kind of the new way that you have to be in sharing all of that. But what are some other tips that you would recommend to someone who wanted to get started? Maybe some mistakes you made that you wish you didn't. The first thing I would do now and what you just talked about, something you wish you would have done a long time ago, YouTube. Do YouTube. It is, I'm going to tell you, it's such a better platform. It's so much more long lasting. Like if you're going to put your time and energy into something, YouTube and then podcast, I would say next, but YouTube is, it lasts forever. Mm. People can search, it's a search engine as opposed to something like Instagram where you post something and it's awesome and you work, you, you spent tons of time on it and it's high value. And a year later, they're never going to see it. Mm. Maybe a couple people are going to see it, but for the most part, not really. But if you put that same amount of time and energy and love and creation into a YouTube video with a great title that someone can search forever, they can literally find it 10 years later. Not only can they find you, but you can also make money from it 10 years later. So, I mean, that, that's, that's what I would say. Number one is like focus on a better platform because Instagram is literally always changing. YouTube has been, it is. And YouTube has been what it is. And it's awesome for a very, very long time. I mean, I don't know how long, how long has YouTube been around at least 15? Is it coming up on 20 years? Oh, I don't I even know. I, know. I always wanted to YouTube, but I haven't done it. Like what? that's so funny. It's the one box. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's because we started with Instagram. You and mm. I are like photo people. Yeah. We got, we started with creating pretty pictures So and true. the s- social media has gone so far and beyond that. But for people, I've noticed this with everyone who like started on Instagram and did sort of well in the beginning with Instagram is you got caught up in, in the habit. Cause here's the thing, just like you're manifesting naturally and habitually, whether you want to or not, you also are creating habits, whether 1, you want to or not. So with Instagram, you're creating the habit of waking up going, pretty picture. What am I going to post? Because you've been doing oh it gosh. for five, six, so seven. So true. It's like yeah. in my mind, I'm just like naturally doing Instagram. I wish I was like that with everything else. <laughs> well, yes. And I've definitely been that way. But the thing is, you can, you just have to, but think about when the first time you started Instagram and you'd never like taken pretty pictures before with the, with the reason to post them. You were Mm -hmm. like, I remember 10 years ago, I was like, oh, oh, I should have taken a picture of that. Like that was pretty in real life. Mm -hmm. I should have taken a picture because the picture I took, like it didn't look as good as it actually was. And so I had to force myself to start taking pictures sort of unnatural. Everything's unnatural. You don't, you don't come out of the womb going, I'm incredible at taking Instagram pictures. Incredible at editing videos. (laughs) Like everything is unnatural until it becomes natural. It can be good habits and it can be bad habits. So you and I created the habit of waking up at some point and creating pretty pictures for Instagram. But all you like, but if we had started with YouTube, you would have woken up going, what kind of great video can I make today? That is so true. It's just for this week. It's you just have to start. Just starting and just learning and paying attention to what you can do better, which is what we should be doing every day, which is kind of what we talked about in the beginning of this episode is how important it is to wake up with your day and think about how can this be the best version of this day? Yes. I mean, and it's really everything is creating a new 
habit and hopefully one that serves us better. And that that's actually one of the reasons that I do and use and created the Affirmation Babe podcast because affirmations are a tool for manifestation and a mm. tool for creating healthy habits. And a habit, creating a new healthy habit is just creating a new neural network in your brain and mm -hmm. that you wake up and start doing unconsciously. Just like you wake up and do whatever you have for a beverage the first thing in the morning. Maybe you have water, maybe you have lemon water, maybe you have a Diet Coke, maybe you have coffee. I don't I don't know what someone has because, but whatever you are doing without thinking about it every day, those are your habits. And you, at some point, started creating them. So if you so want sure. better habits, whether it's to, hey, I want to start building a brand on social media, or hey, I want to... Um, release some weight or, hey, I want to gain more confidence or, hey, I want a really, I don't know why I keep saying, hey, or, <laughs> or hey, like it. hey, hey, <laughs> or, hey, I want a really great relationship and find my soulmate. It's going to require changing the, some of the repetitious things that you do every day, creating different habits because 1000% finding, finding a great relationship, maybe because of online and social media, you could meet someone just staying inside your house, maybe, but it also may require you getting dressed and going out and feeling and looking like your best self and actually networking and meeting people, maybe. So mm -hmm. literally everything we do, if we want a change, we have to create a new habit, a new pattern, a new neural network in our brain. And affirmations are one way to do that. Even with something as, um, I love your affirmations. I actually listen to them probably at least once a week. And That's I so love good. it because my son listens to them too. And I love your Southern little voice. I feel like you sound more Southern on your podcast just because do you I? know yourself. I love it. Like it's so you. It's like when you get excited, that's the voice you do. I love it so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, well, I mean, it, it's, um, I think when we launched the Affirmation Made podcast, it was in the very beginning of 2020, like right before, right before the lockdown, I guess. I don't know if it was different in Canada or where you were in 2020, but, and I think people were really, well, I, I don't think, I know people were really looking for something to help them feel better. 100%. And I I think most people struggled a little being locked inside their home. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's when we launched the podcast. And I think we started with like 20 or 35 episodes. I, I, and I, pu I published them all at once. Wow. It was that's literally, I sat so down cool. one day and recorded every single affirmation wow. in my bedroom. Sitting on the bed, I recorded them all. And we just uploaded them because honestly, I, did, I, I just, I actually... I will say this. I actually didn't have a, a big plan initially. It was just, I wanted, I was using the affirmations for myself. Mm. They started you know, the craziest thing Two two of the thing. There were three things I started affirmations with for myself. The first thing that I started writing, like really specific affirmations were when I launched my first online group coaching program for mm. the hair industry called unapologetic hair pro. I was nervous and I wanted to be more confident because I was like, wow, I'm going to actually be in front of people. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm, I need to get more comfortable and confident. Like I was kind of, which is a good thing, like make choices and make decisions that move you forward before you feel like you're ready. Cause you're never going to feel like you're ready. You're never going to feel ready. Yeah. So it was like, I took the action, but I was nervous <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's a, that's a good thing. But I was like, you know what? I need to write myself some really specific affirmations because the kind of generic affirmations I was finding online, I was like, I need something really specific to like this group coaching program because I'm kind of freaking out. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I started writing them and I was reading them every day. I would go on like a morning walk and just read my affirmations. So you're just reprogramming help. your mind every day. It and really it made you this amazing business. That is it such helped. a cool story of how it started. It did. That, that's how it started, number one. And that totally helped. The second thing was, and this is really, really funny, is for cat allergies. Oh my gosh. Did it help yourself not suffer the pain? Yes, because here's the thing. I wanted a Scottish fold, folded ear cat like we have now. Yes, so and cute. I've never told anyone, <laughs> I've never said this online before, but I have always been allergic to cats my whole life. And I was determined, I was like, I'll be damned if I can't have a Scottish fold cat because it makes. Have you had the cat allergy your whole life? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
so I started <laughs> doing cat. Like I, I was like, no, I was like, my body loves animals. I love to be around animals. Animals love me. My body's happy around animals. Like, I, I don't know. Well, anyway, you get the point. I just wrote, yeah. I remember, like, my body is clear and healthy and it, you know, what I've always had allergies and especially with cats. And I was like, hell no, I'm not doing it. Like I create my reality. I'm not allergic to cats anymore. I'm done. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that so much because people think I'm crazy when I say these kind of things, but it works. And it's proven scientifically to work. Like you can actually look this up. It works. Like if you well, your belief your is this mind, you can change your whole body. You absolutely so, can. Yeah. Your belief is the, our belief is the most powerful thing we have. Our beliefs and our thought energy, which is our beliefs, like it's the strongest mm -hmm. thing we have. And, and I, I've seen someone reference this before, but they say like, look at a brain surgeon. Would a brain surgeon who's like going to remove cancer from someone, would they rather do surgery on someone who believes they're going to live and has the will to live or would they rather do brain surgery on someone who believes they're going to die and it's never going to work and they're not going to make it? 1000%. Obviously, 1, belief is so powerful and some, it's everything. So yes, cat allergies was the second thing. And I have my beautiful cat now. I actually remember I was doing the cat affirmations <laughs> to release cat allergies. And I know this sounds like completely cuckoo to someone that's like, she has lost her damn mind. Listen, I understand. But listen, hey, guess what? check yourself because I have my cat now and I've had him for two years and we're all good. But I, when I went to get my cat, I had to fill out this little form because they're like little fancy cats. And it was like, you had to say like, are you allergic to cats? And I was oh, like, really? no. Oh my gosh. No, no I'm, not. I'm not. I'm not. I was like, I'm not. I'm like, I don't talk. God, I was like, oh God, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not. <laughs> That's so awesome. The girl that gave me my cat is probably going to be like, if she hears this, she'll be like, the fuck? she definitely, she said she wasn't allergic. I didn't know, but I was like, mm-mm. I'm not allergic. I am not allergic to cats. And I wasn't when I finally got him. I was like, oh, I did it. I did it. I'm not allergic yeah. to cats. That was my second one. And my third one was releasing flight anxiety. And that, oh. like being, yeah, I don't, I, 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 even now I don't, I would prefer not to fly. I'm someone that like, even though the way I look, I'm wearing like a psychedelic shirt, I'd rather go buy horse and carriage. I'm not really like a, a flight, a flight person unless may, unless we're on like Qatar first class, like flying to Maldives, then, then I'm like, keep me on the airplane for 20 hours. I'll be good. But I am really not the biggest fan of flying. <laughs> so affirmations for releasing like nervousness feelings for flying. And that's on the podcast. And, and so that's why I started the podcast. Like I knew that like really specific affirmations could be helpful for any area of your life because they worked for me. And again, like your belief and the things that you tell yourself are the most powerful tool that you have. So I wrote a lot of different topics and just released them all at one time on the podcast, just sort of as a helpful tool for myself. And I, here's the thing too. I feel like it's kind of, it can be a little annoying sometimes because I feel like bloggers can be like, I just started to blog as like a, just a little guide, just a little thing for things I wanted to look at, just like a journal. And I'm like, you wanted a business. Come on. What are you talking about? Like, so I, true. Like, I just did this for my mom to see just so I had my memories. And I'm like, you can tell people that you wanted it as a business. Now I will say I didn't have a plan when I started, but I will say like going back to business, everything that I've started, including my Instagram smoothie pictures, like I started a blog because I wanted a business that I could do anywhere in the world mobile, like where I, I didn't have to be tied to one location. Same mm -hmm. thing with affirmation, babe. I'm like, it's my free gift to the world but also it's a business and I've always wanted it to be a business from the beginning. Although initially I didn't know exactly how I was going to start it, but I think it's totally acceptable to go into whatever you're doing with the intention of this is high value, but I'm also going to be highly rewarded. Yeah, of course. I mean, what's the point of doing things if we have to struggle to do them? Like everyone deserves to live abundantly. I 1000% agree. Yes. And it's kind of the same thing as with the relationships, how those love coaches were saying, say what you want in your list. Like, and that's how you're going to get it. Like, you shouldn't be shy to say what you want. You shouldn't be shy to say, I started this podcast because I want to be a top podcast host and I want to, you know, have a business and have a following and I want to change the world in these ways. Like if you don't say it, how is the universe going to know that you're serious about it? Totally. I think it's really important to say it. Like I would even recommend 
taking your phone and like recording you saying something like, like that to your phone. That way you have wow. it for like five years. I did that with Affirmation Babe. I, I, and mm -hmm. all of our businesses, I like literally, I haven't even told Alex before. He'll hear it when he hears this. I literally wow. record it on my phone and say, this is, you know, I'm a top, I don't remember. I'm a top podcaster. I'm this on that, but I, I record it so I can look back at it down the road. That's and amazing. This is me like in working progress. Yeah. It's, I would recommend anyone to do that with anything you're starting. And also not this, also not this will be like, this is going to be, it is now I have the top podcaster. I have whatever the best relationship. This is me working on it now, but I have the most incredible relationship with my soulmate, like get so specific about it. Cause it'll be really fun to look back at one year or five years, 10 years it, it, for the rest of your life and be like, Oh my God, I did it. Like on that note, I definitely think that is such a great tip. Thank you so much for sharing all of your tips. They are amazing. I couldn't agree more with all of them. Um, I think we'll probably finish up the podcast here. Thank you so much for coming quickly. I would love it if you would pull one of your cards from your affirmation babe deck, which I love by the way. Um, if you don't mind, here it is. Okay. Let's pull a card. Let's see. Let's see what our message is today for the listeners. Here I am. I'm pulling a card. This is one side. Okay. This card is called patience looks good on me. Oh, I'm making the conscious choice to be patient with myself, with others and with life. I am cool, calm and collected. And I know that everything unfolds at the perfect time. I'm moving forward, feeling calm, collected, and centered, and I'm in and I'm in control of myself no matter what happens. I'm more powerful than any triggers. I'm a positive, patient person. I take deep breaths and I have an endless supply of patience that surrounds me at all times. I love that so much. Say that part again, that one last line. Let's close there that I am more powerful. I am cool, calm, and collected. I am more powerful than any triggers. I'm a positive, patient so person. Much. Wow, that is such a strong one. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. This is such a great chat. Thank you for having me on. And I'm excited for your podcast and all your listeners. You have, you've only scratched the surface of all the value that you have to provide to your listeners. So I'm thank excited. So I'm excited much. for them. So thank you again. And thank you so much to the listeners of the Manifesting Babes podcast, episode six. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find us at Faith, Fruit, and Love, the Manifesting Babes, Miss Ashley Diana, and the Affirmation Babe. Have a good one, guys. And just remember, your dreams are your guideposts, honey.